You know what a cock rubbing against your ear sounds like. I'm trying to, uh... And I quote, with my headphones are messed up, it sounds like there is a cock rubbing against my ear. Yes. Interesting um, how you know what that sounds like. Well, you know, I used to spend nights at Charlie's. My headphones are messed up. It sounds like there is a cock rubbing against my ear. Interesting how you know what that sounds like. Well, you know, I used to spend nights at Charlie's. My headphones are messed up. It sounds like there is a cock oh, rubbing against, against my ear. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Try Games Nerd Podcast. It's Saturday noon, the February of what uh, the 21st. Yeah, there we go. The 21st is one week before the deadline for the Dissidia contest. If you want a Final Fantasy potion, uh, the Dissidia variety, you have one week to enter in something. A short story about a Dissidia potion. Uh, it could be anything, but it has to be... About the Dissidia potion. And Aspro73 is currently in the running because he's the only one who's written in. And uh, you all suck because you haven't. So change that. Fix yourself. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Chupon Austin. And I'm here with the two usual ladies of the Yore. Al. Me. <laughs> Pete. Hi. Am I eligible for to win that Dissidia potion? No, because you're now on this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Asshat. Ha ha. Um... We're going to start off on with our, I guess, with our, our trilobite ramblings, uh, because that is technically what we've been playing. So uh, let's start off with Pete. What do you want to bring out from your trilobite? One topic, one special little topic. You want to talk about your spore? Do you want to talk about your uh, Nobi Nobi boy and, and the length of your little, you know, that's obviously a phallic reference, that game. Correct. Um, but no, I actually I haven't played Spore this past week, or uh, I haven't played. I haven't even bought Nobby Nobby Boy yet. So, uh, oh Fallout about... Three. I'm sorry. For some reason, I... I thought you said you were playing Spore because you were talking about de-evolving your characters. But I Spore forgot. was last week. Yeah, I'm getting um, all my peats mixed up. It's okay. But uh, actually, I haven't even played Fallout Three this past week. Uh, just played more WoW and Flower. Um, so you lied. Or did you beat Flower? No, I didn't lie. Did you not listen to my trial bite for this I past did. Week? You were talking about Fallout 3. <laughs> did I? I talked yeah. about I think I talked about not picking it back. Oh, I picked I, it back I, up after I recorded yeah, my last trial bite. And then you like killed like slavers and stuff. Yeah. And you were, G- and you were these Jesus. These things are confusing. <laughs> well, I haven't picked it back up since whatever I recorded. Oh, okay. That. That's the that, that's Talk about Flower then you since you said you'd that? probably Yes. Talk about I, Flower since you said you'd probably beat it at this point. Did you Actually, I haven't even done that. Oh, <laughs> um, liar! I'm I'm bad because like since I recorded my trailer bite, the only thing I pr- pretty much played has, has been WoW. Um, ah, but I for anyone who hasn't listened to my trailer bite, I would highly recommend uh, if you have a PS3 picking up Flower because it is a gorgeous game and I find it lots of fun and relaxing. And like I it's said, it's like a that, poem. Yes, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, I guess I'm, I don't understand poetry because I don't really get the whole poem reference. I just think it's very uh, just chill. No, I um, think Genova Chen is just high off his ass, but that's okay. Keep going. Yeah, uh, but I was going to say, like I said in my trailer, but it's a fun, relaxing game, and it's definitely a game that if you ever want to show off how like how beautiful something could look on your HDTV, like a game, that is definitely a good choice. Uh, and it works on girls. So <laughs> it works on girls. Hell yeah! <laughs> what, what Ryan Davis work? would dispute you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Al. Right, so what, what does it, it work on? Does um, it make them want to play or the pink elephant. My girlfriend played it on Valentine's Day. 
Ah, oh. and she she enjoyed it, and we'll just leave it at that. As a replacement for flowers. <laughs> you don't need to bring a bouquet. You just need to boot up that game. and then Actually, I was it. able to give my girlfriend a WoW game card as a replacement for flowers. Oh, well then. Wow. I, I gave great. her other stuff too, but... <laughs> and you sold Mirror's Edge for the Valentine's gift. How sweet. No, actually, I sold Mirror's Edge for my own WoW card. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. But yeah, not, not playing much else. But you know what I did? You know what I realized is that uh, for like weeks and weeks and weeks, and every time we talk about what we've been playing, I never even mention this. I because the, there's one game that I play every day and don't even realize that I it, like to include it in my games of playing thing. I play <laughs> Peggle on my iPod every day. Oh shit! Because uh, that game is awesome. That's probably the best iPod game. Like for I I have an iPod Video, not like an iPod Touch or iPod. Right. Uh, it's still probably the best iPod game. Yes. Oh, uh, I could do all this touchscreen stuff. No, 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 thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, with the uh, click wheel, uh, Peggle works awesome. Yeah. So, Did yeah, you, that's it. What? Have you tried it on uh, the iPod uh, no keyboard? I mean, the iPod Touch or anything like that? No, I haven't. Like, I I don't have access to one of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my friend has one, but he doesn't really, he's not really, uh, like, a mobile he's not, gamer. He's not with it. Yeah, I mean, he games and stuff. He actually... Uh, he has a PlayStation 3, and he picked up uh, Street Fighter 4, which I will hopefully be playing later today. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't tried. To, to answer your question, I have not tried iPod on. Okay. Or Feggle on a different iPod. Yeah. Peggle iPod. Peggle iPod. Ow. Yeah. Oh, sorry, are you, were you done, Pete? I was just going to make a stupid comment about how early these recordings are and that I can't formulate good sentences. That's the point. It's only noon. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Yeah. You want to talk about Seth and getting your ass kicked by Seth and then talking about strategizing your fighting games and then calling out your moves like it's a Chinese movie? No. I'm going to hit you with Flying Swallow. Here's why. Hit. Not exactly. Anyway, um, I only played Street Fighter that's what for you like said. a half an hour anyway, so it's not like that's a part of what I've been playing. Sure it is, for half an no. hour. Not really. It is like what I tested out. Well, you tested now, it out. If I had a section of the podcast called "What I Tested Out," then yeah. Well, you played it. I suppose you could say <laughs> I played it. Um, and how was it for anyone who doesn't listen to your trial of white? Actually, should we punish them by not telling them? It doesn't really matter. It's freaking Street Fighter. If you play it, Street Fighter, it's that, except with some stuff <laughs> that. It's very good. Well, hey, it's, it's freaking Street Fighter, and it, ha- it adds some stuff that, if you don't know about it, it's Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I was specifically talking about, uh, if you've played Street Fighter, it's that. I, I enjoyed that comment. Yeah. yeah. I meant it every last word. Every last drop. Right. All right. Bring out something for your child bite that you'd like the world to uh to enjoy. Who ha- who Who, yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember what I said when my travel away. <laughs> but I, um, I did for like a good thirty minutes, and then I forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why do I have to talk about the travel away? Why can't I just talk about what I've been playing since? You can if you want. Make I just thought that you. Travel by I'm you just want. saying. I thought you might have something to discuss. Like last week, we had stuff that we wanted to discuss from our travel bite. So I'm saying, if you want to bring something up, but if you don't, you can talk about what you've been playing. Like not Street Fighter, 4, not Street Fighter Four, because you've been testing it. Right. Acclaim. If, pe- if people can't tell, Austin dropped this shit on us like a bomb and was like, quick talk. <laughs> and we're like, uh, uh, but we already said this stuff. Pete, what did Al say? I don't know. I didn't listen to his. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, what I would like to talk about in this segment is uh, <laughs> this is the Trilo bitch segment. Trilo bitch. More like Trilo bitch. Anyway, Trilo more, bitch. More like Galo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Galo Mountains. Oh man. So I was playing in Chadden. Uh huh. And I'm on chapter twelve. Oh and shit. I was stuck for like a half an hour being stupid because chapter twelve is mostly puzzles. Okay. And I was stuck on the first puzzle because I'm stupid and I figured it out. <laughs> yes, and you I was, I was stuck on like the second puzzle because I was stupid and I just figured it out. And so now I should be finished with chapter 12 so I think I gotta fight two bosses but the fighting in the game is nothing now. Cause... Be- before you go on, I'm sorry, I just want to know for my own reference because like, I think now you're ahead of me but I just want to confirm. Um, so you completed the aqueduct level? Oh, yeah. Did you fight that bone dragon and shit? Mm-hmm. On him in, like, three hits. Okay. Oh, because you had the, the sword thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And then what... Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. What is the boss of Chapter 11? The boss of Chapter 11 is yeah. the... Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy? <laughs> Ooh! You Peter! Sorry, go ahead, Al. Doku. What is it? Doku's the boss of Chapter 11. What does it look like? It's Doku, the samurai with the blue face. Uh, oh, that dude. Okay, so, yeah, you're definitely, like, way ahead of me now. Okay, I must catch yeah. up for EP. Uh, well, you know, I'm <laughs> trying to finish the damn game in, what, four days? I think I can do it <clears throat> if I actually play it, because yesterday I didn't play it at all. I uh, actually played Civilization Four for the majority of the day, mm. and um, I was just fooling around with the... Uh, <clears throat> I was playing with the Melanies, and I renamed them. To Africans, <laughs> the Melanies, Melanies, yeah, Monte Musa. Oh, I thought that was a reference to melanin. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was, it was <laughs> like Mali. Okay. Um. So, I was playing and I got in contact with the English and the Greeks. I annihilated the Italians. The Romans, hey, I you're say. racist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, leave Peter out of this. Yeah. No, it's not the Italians of today. It's the Italians of yesterday, a.k.a. the Romans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they got on my nerves, and they only have, like, two, uh, two cities. You hear that, Pete? So You're getting I, out his nerves. Yeah, Pete. Uh, you, you, you play Civilization Four, don't you? Yeah, I played it. Yeah. No, no. Played it, or do you actively, like, play it? Like, do you have it? I had it. And I played it a lot, and then I don't have it, but I want it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it does count. Yes, it does. I was going to say, you can get your chance to beat my ass in revenge for uh, Julius Caesar. For his racism. Anyhow, um, I, I completely booked them. And now, this bitch, Queen Elizabeth, is like, <laughs> oh, you got to fight Alexander the Great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm th- she's like, you got to join me in this fight against him. I'm like, ah, he's a little bitch. I'll fuck with him, all right? Yeah, declare war. Next thing you know, I'm standing here with all my troops in front of his borders, and I'm wondering why this bitch Elizabeth has nobody, just nobody going in. I she wants find you to out eat that sh- she has peace with him. She wanted to eat the blood pudding. She was using me. <laughs> she was yeah, using yeah. me. Fucking bitch. And so now <laughs> I'm, what I think I'm going to do is I'm just going to annihilate the both of them. You stupid bitch, you don't listen. The goat of Saturn told me. You're going <laughs> <laughs> to... <laughs> 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 the goat of Saturn. 
Oh, goodness. Dig, what uh, does Saturn tell me? How hard do you set the AI for? Uh, I don't know. I was watching something on TV, so I didn't have it really <laughs> difficult. I think I have it on, like, the second level from the easiest. Okay, yeah, I think that's about what I was playing on, too. Yeah, because there's, like, eight difficulty levels. And yeah. I like to have fun with the game, so I don't want to, you know, have to gain, you know, move forward in time and then all of a sudden everybody's got so much better shit than me because I'm paying attention right. to something else. So, um, yeah, I'm just like marginally better. I just have a lot better technology but I'm not really using it. So, uh, other than that, I did, uh, what did I do? I downloaded the Legendary Cars for Burnout Paradise but I did not actually get to play with them because I needed Burnout 1.7. Which was oh. 800 something megs. Now, Burnout 1.7 at 800 something megs is was a little bit too much for my hard drive since I only had 300 megs, which is why Ouch. I want this damn 120 gig hard drive, which I'm still telling Tiny myself not it. to buy. Is it a special or is it Buy.com's price now? Is it just the price? It's the sale. Shit. Free shipping and. So, wait, they still charge, what, $200 normally for that? 120? Well, it's uh, 150. Normal. Oh, it's 150. Yeah, and with the free shipping, I mean it's tax included. That's the problem. But basically, it comes out to like 130 dollars, and that's for free shipping. Shit. So I'm like, you know, that's a little more than a dollar a gigabyte, but still too expensive. But yeah. there's no way you're gonna get it any cheaper. So I'm like, well, it dampens the blow a little bit. But there's nothing you can take off your hard drive. Well, to make I, for burnout. I took off the Def Magnetic album from Guitar Hero 3 because that's 1.7 gigs. Then I downloaded the Burnout, but I have to finish Ninja Gaiden to really have space because that's 5 gigs. But then if oh. something else comes out for Xbox Originals that I want to play, then I have to go and shuffle all this crap around. And what yeah. really takes up the most space is Rock Band. Rock Band has like 3-something gigs, but if I'm going to delete stuff from Rock Band, I have to delete songs individually. So I right. sit there and delete, spend, you know, an hour deleting songs when it's, you know, easier thing to do technically is just get a big hard drive. Yeah. Um, and, and you know so you're going to get a lot of stuff anyways, like coming down the pipeline. Like there's, there's right. a whole bunch of shit that yeah, you get anyways. Yeah. So it's like, it, it just hurts though. It hurts. It hurts a lot. It hurts. Yeah. So that that's pretty much um, my... What I've been playing besides, you know, Xenogears, and I play a little bit of Untold Legends for like five minutes on a bowl. It was fun. I'm I'm actually like kind of seeing it as like fun. You can play for like five minutes, ten minutes. Great it's game. Like, it's one of those mindless things. Yeah. That you know, like it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't really buy it. Maybe I'll rent it. Maybe I'll borrow it from a friend. But I'm not gonna spend uh, spend forty dollars on it. What's this? It's ten bucks. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. So. I'd, well, it's not even available anymore, I would doubt, because it, it was a first-generation game. Yeah. Well, even so, yeah, definitely not a, a game that's, like, purchased for full price. Oh, actually... It's four ninety nine. Yeah, sure. You you mentioned it was a first-generation game. Maybe it was 50 bucks, because you know they're charging oh. 50 Oh, yeah. I forgot. Un- unlike the Ninja Gaiden 2 that we got for $10, which arrived at my doorstep finally. Finally. Yeah. Actually, it arrived last week. I just forgot to talk about it, but... um. Uh, yes, more? No more. No more. Okay. 
Uh, I have been playing <clears throat> Get Acclimated to Blackberry, and I don't like talking on this thing. Uh, for <laughs> anybody who didn't know, uh, and nobody would have known because I didn't talk about this, my phone broke at the hinge. So it's a flip. it was a flip phone, and so it was like kind of hanging. Uh, Al, did you actually see it? Did I have I seen you? Yeah, I and... saw it, and the, you had the little circle, and it was like, "What?" Oh, I, get, I showed you the picture, but I didn't show it yeah. to you in person. I'll, I'll bring well, no, it over. No, I haven't seen you since. Yeah, uh, uh, Nilo saw it. I'll show it to you in person next time. You can marvel at the fact that it still actually works. Um, but I've been playing Scrabble on my BlackBerry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that was just for like a, a, a minute, so I could get acclimated to it. But uh, I, uh, I went back to for anybody who doesn't hear, didn't hear the Toronto Bay. I was playing uh, Rise of Nations again. Um, I spoke about it a little bit uh, on the cast before when when the Ethan and the Tony were were both yelling about uh, real time strategy and stuff. Uh, and I'm not an RTS guy, as any, as most of you should know, uh, but I like that game a lot, a whole lot. And it got me thinking that I'd like to see them uh, give it the same treatment that they gave uh, Age of Empires, uh, Age of Kings, and Mythologies. Mm-hmm. Like, turn it into a, a, a turn-based type of thing so that I could have it with me wherever I go. Um, and I just think it would, you know, it, it would they would do a good job in it. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you've ever played any of those uh, turn-based adaptations of those real-time games on uh, DS. You mean the Nations games? Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, specifically, like, Age of Empires, Age of Kings on the DS, which is basically a turn-based version uh, of, the P- of the PC original. And then they did the same thing to Age of, Age of Mythology. No, I've never played. No, okay. Did you ever play the real time strategy versions? No. <laughs> oh, well then. Hey, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that's all I really talked about, and that's all I've been playing. I mean, I've, I've been trudging through Dragon Quest Four, and I think I'm near the end. I guess uh, I'm just over twenty hours, and like they're all they're talking about like the the final villain and whatever, or or what appears to be the final villain, and I'm, I, I guess I'm closing in on him. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I'm hope. I just hope it's over quickly because I want to move on to something else. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> tired of it. It's uh, as I've explained before. It's not that it's a bad game. It's just I'm, it's this type of game is starting to grow weary on me. Um, and I don't know what it is about Dragon Quest Four versus say Final Fantasy One Advance, but I would rather play Final Fantasy One Advance even though it has no story or less of one. I mean, yeah. I I can't put my finger on it, and that's kind of unacceptable. But I just can't. It's like. Uh, the spells are uninteresting, and the, the the way that you fight is just annoying. And the fact that you you actually were the one who who warned me about this, either that or or you were alluding to it when you were talking about Dragon Quest Eight. It's like every time you move into like an area that the next area in the game, you have to grind. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it's not even gradual. It's just like, oh look, maybe you should go into that cave to get that treasure that you were looking for. Okay, go into that cave. Boom, I'm dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not it actually, I'm, so yeah, bad. I'm not actually dead because like I, I survived the battle and then I go out and I start grinding and then I go back in. But it's like, right. come on, you know, make it more gradual. But is that's how you were saying it was an eight, right? Yeah. It, well, actually, an eight, they kind of pepper those guys around like they most of the time it's uh, a, an enemy that you can see. Oh, and if you see him running around, and then you actually get in contact with him and fight, it's actually a really strong fight. But sometimes they pepper in some really strong enemies along with all the regular people. Okay, wait. So, so you can see, like in Chrono Trigger, you can see the enemies you fight in eight, or only the stronger ones? Only those special ones. I see. Okay, okay, I gotcha. But yeah, that that's what that is. But I am um, I I addressed it again. I addressed this on the trial bite, but I. Edu actually posted a blog question. He was like, given what you feel about Dragon Quest Four, 
uh, will you be buying Dragon Quest V when it comes out? I think it's already out. Or will you ignore yeah. it? Yeah, came out two weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, uh, sorry. This I think it was last week. Yeah. It was it was same day as Street Fighter. Yeah. And uh, I actually will. Like, before I was kind of like, I'll buy it just because it never came out here and I want to see what it's like, but I'll probably get mad at it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, I was reading some reviews about it and there's a, there's a much more extensive kind of, like, monster collecting and monster uh, recruiting element to it that, you know, at least seems like it'd be something that would spice up the battle system. So it's like, all right, yeah, I, I, I could actually get with that. So I'll, I'll probably buy that. And then maybe in about six months I'll be like, I hate Dragon Quest Six Five because I can't do anything with the thing. And then I'll complain again. <laughs> and then Edgy will ask me about Dragon Quest Six, and I'll say, yeah, sure, why not? I'll buy it. And then I'll come back on the podcast and play it again. So who cares? Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, that doesn't bode well for, for eight. Uh, I guess I should still try it because it's, it's sitting there and I paid for it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, God, whatever. Uh, they can have their Dragon Quest. I'll take my Final Fantasy. Um, uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. And wait. And, oh, what do you want? I had a comment. Oh, what is it? I just wanted to say that I think the intro music to the Trilobite stuff is awesome. Yay! Thank you. It took me about like I forgot. It took me a while to think of that, but I was actually gonna use it for like videos. But considering we have no videos. <laughs> yeah, I was like, forget it. I'll, yeah. You could use it for your uh, Gabe Slaves videos if you want, as long as you <laughs> as long as you put "awesome Asian composer" in the credits, <laughs> like that exact word, "awesome." Uh, those exact words, "awesome Asian composer" from from uh, tiny ass website. Well, I can't steal it now because it just sounds like it fits Trilobites perfect. Trilobite. Okay. Uh, now let's thank you. So let's move on. <laughs> Uh, we're going to start off with the mailbag again like we did last week. I think it was good to kind of get that out of the way. Um, and because I have some interesting uh, spams, I have a spam from Jessica at WJSD.com. And the subject is anti-herpes. Ew. And the body of the email is just this pink box. And I guess the pink is a subliminal message. Uh, and in yellow text, and I guess that's subliminal from for me, if, if anyone doesn't kind of catch that reference, then you suck. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe you need to try it with a link with a link to something called Wide Choice, uh, which I kind of don't want to know what that is. It could be very mm, en- yeah. it could be NSFW, uh, and it links to www.cowalive.com. I like my cows uh, cooked medium rare, so I, and I don't dead know, and and dead. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't approve of that. Then there's uh, MaxBet at elatio.com. I don't know if that's short for elation or short for fellatio. But in any event, the subject is, do, you, do I wish to recollect a youth? Wish to recollect youth? What, what am I, Michael Jackson? Just one small strip, ten minutes before the fun starts, and the magic begins. Wide choice. And this time, wide choice leads to crispwow.com. I, I have one question. What do you guys think uh, the youth subject means and the whole allusion to... Uh, I'm going to paste exactly what he says here. This is a subject, and this is his yellow text. Wish to recollect th- a youth? Just one small strip ten minutes before the fun starts and the magic begins. Yeah, that sounds like um, acid. Deleted. <laughs> the acid. Not Michael Jackson. No. 
or, uh, or unless yeah. unless you uh, read it like I did and you read just one small strip ten minutes before the fun starts and the magic beans and the magic beans yeah and the magic <laughs> beans it begins yeah oh boy sure it is all right Pete would you do you wish to recollect the youth uh, the court order says I'm not allowed to comment on I, this subject is, is that <laughs> uh, I see I, I I can't believe Charlie did that to you <laughs> oh well okay. Uh, to to real me emails now. Oh look, it's McDove. It's been like a year, dude. Okay. Um, hey guys, that's right. It's McDove. I know it's been a while. You could bring out the cat of nine tails later and punish me for my lack of. Wow, I don't want to bring out the cat of nine tails and hit you. I'm sorry. That's not how I roll. But okay, that may have sounded gay. Not my intention. I would like you. I lo- I would like to know your World of Warcraft stories, going into when you first got the game, to why you left it, to why you came back, to why you left it again. To why you came back again, and so on and so forth. I don't know if you, Austin, have ever played it, because I haven't ever heard you mention it, but I know Al and Pete have, and I was particularly interested to hear Pete is back and addicted again, especially after the Game Slave episode where they went in-depth on Warhammer and hearing about how much you, Pete, were looking forward to that. I could detail you with my story, but it is way too much writing, but I will give you a progress report. I am basically at the cusp of getting back into it again, as it has probably been about a seven-month hiatus up until, up until this point. Should I or shouldn't I? To answer your question, if I've played it, no, and I never will. I just one, I just don't rely like relying on games that require. I'm sorry, not relying on games, but I don't like games that rely on other people. And two, once I play it, I know I will never stop, and so I don't want to get into that. So yes, so there's a there's a reason against it, and then there's a reason kind of for it because I know it'll be good. So anyway, you guys, stories, have at it. I don't have any stories. <laughs> but what is I a man? It. And then I get busy, and then I play it, and then I have a job that prevents me from playing with anybody. And Just, then I play it every so often with Ed, because I have somebody to play with. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's on a different time zone, right? No, he's in the same time zone. Well, he's really? in different time zone, my bad. He's like three hours ahead of me. Okay. Us. But still, um, that makes it difficult to right. arrange. It's not about time zone, it's really just about... Um, you know, people who are awake right. when I'm awake. Well, no, I was going to say or, that... Be- uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, as I was, I was going to say, or not at work when right. I'm awake. Because I was going to say that because he's three hours ahead, like, let's say you get home from work at, you know, t- nine, right? For example, mm-hmm. just for example. And it's already noon for him, so he's, like, on his lunch break, or, or he's at home just chilling at noon, and that's a perfect opportunity for you guys to play, whereas other people at nine o'clock might, you know... Either have jobs or just might, might it might be too early for them, or might be going to sleep, or might be going to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, after a night of playing WoW, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Like usually around nine, ten o'clock, um, Ed's like going to have lunch, meaning that he's not available. All right. Okay. But you know, I can play for a couple of hours during the day with uh, the Death Knights with him. And it'll be completely, like, you know, productive and fulfilling. But I know that once I get to, like, around, you know, level 80 area, you can't really play for a couple of hours and be productive. You you need to um, go on, like, long, person. long raids and stuff? Well, they're not really long anymore. It's just that they're still kind of long to me. Where, okay. you know, spending <clears throat> two and a half to three hours in a raid to, to full completion is kind of long for me. Right, I see. Whereas, when otherwise, just, you could just be like, all right, I'm going to spend two hours in this game and do a whole bunch of little things. Right. Okay, I see. Pete! 
Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm going <laughs> to comment about the Warhammer thing. What first. do you have to say about Warhammer, Pete? Well, um, okay, so my story on that is that uh, Charlie, Justin, and myself uh, are big... It, we're big MMO fans in general, and we're always kind of looking for like the next big thing. And uh, we played a lot of MMOs before WoW came out and after WoW came out. So uh, when Warhammer was announced, we were really excited about that because of its PvP and RVR element. Because uh, as I've said before, I'm like we're all really into PvP and like true hardcore PvP, where it's like seriously every man for himself. Uh, you can get killed as soon as you spawn in the world, and you can kill anybody. And WoW kind of has baby PvP. Um, uh, but can uh, I interrupt really quickly? As a as a as a doofus newbie toolbag douche, what does RVR mean? Realm versus realm. Okay, um, I see. Okay, yeah. Like. It, the way it was in Warhammer was that uh, it had Warhammer had factions uh, the same way WoW does, where it's like quoting like to just make, simplify, it's like kind of good guys versus bad guys, um, uh, and realm versus realm is more of like um, how do you how do you describe this? It's it tries to uh, push like a goal upon a faction, like you want to try to take over the other factions. Uh, cities and like capital city and things like that um, which is something you can't really do in WoW because you can't really you can like kill the NPCs of cities but you can't really like take over a city uh, because the NPCs will just constantly respawn and eventually you'll get kicked out in uh, Warhammer you could actually take over and control a city for an extended period of time I see okay. um, but even Warhammer's <clears throat> PvP wasn't like full-on anybody-for-itself PvP, because I st- think you still couldn't attack members of your own faction. I'm not entirely sure about that, because I never actually played it. But, uh, I mean, I was all ready to play it. I even had the Collector's Edition pre-ordered and stuff. Uh, but then when there there was a... Before the game was released, there was a, a news announcement that there was going to be major cutbacks to the game to make sure it got released right, on time. Right. And as, so- <clears throat> as soon as they did that, I just canceled my pre-order. I was like, okay, I'll wait till it comes out and see how it does before I even pick up the game. Right. And um, it at, at, at came out, and there was really no major buzz about it. Um, like it was, there was definitely a lot of hype leading up to it, and then after it came out, it was kind of made like a quiet, a quiet splash. Like, people were playing it and seemed interested in it, but nobody was really like, oh my god, this is like an amazing new MMO, you gotta play it. So I kind of just, like, passed by it. Like, I kept playing my other games, like um, Fallout 3, for instance, or like all the stuff that came out at the end of last year. Like, that that stuff kind of, uh, I got wrapped up in that, so... Ah, that uh, shit just got in the way. (laughs) Well, um, I, like, never went and actually picked up Warhammer, and I don't really regret it. Uh, But... I'm sure if I had picked it up, I would have liked it. So it wasn't like I uh, decided to not get Warhammer and just go back to WoW. Right. I just it just it just kind of was a timing way. issue. Yeah. Um, now, as far as WoW goes, uh, if you after seven months are thinking about picking it back up, McDove, you probably just should because I mean, uh, you've only been gone for seven months, so you'll probably pick it back up and get right back into it and still enjoy it if you enjoyed it when you left. I don't know, but I mean, my hiatus was over three years uh i just i'll i'm sure i've said this before so i'll just reiterate real quick that i played the game uh i played a little bit of beta before the even game came out before i'm talking about wow uh and then um 
played from launch till about a year later, and then I quit. And just this past couple months is when I started again. So uh, why I left was because I was I felt that I was missing out on... Well, the main, main reason why I stopped was because uh, when WoW first came out, I was playing with a lot of friends. Like, I think I had, like like at least 30 real life friends playing and then like probably over a hundred friends in game from guilds and stuff. And one pop the Well, we had actually a really popular guild. Uh, we were on one of the most highly populated servers when we started. Um, so, uh, and because we already had, what's that? To what laughing skull? No, actually we were on, uh, Magtheridon and, and Warsong. And uh, Warsong. That's yeah. Uh, um, and Magtheridon was pretty popular too. It wasn't as, as populated as Warsong, but both of them were pretty popu- populated. Uh, and we had guilds on both servers, and uh, the guild on Warsong got pretty pretty big. Um, in fact, I'm actually starting it back up again. Uh, but um, what was I saying? I lost track. Uh, you were playing yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was playing with peoples. And then, because of the way WoW works, if you don't play with the same people every day all the time, like, if they play without you, they get so far, especially back then, if they got, like, a couple levels ahead of you, uh, because leveling wasn't as wasn't as fast then as it is now, they, I mean, all the leveling stuff got spe- got speeded up and everything, um, you, you could, if there was, like, a few level, like, a couple level disparity between you and your friends, you probably, probably weren't going to catch back up, and they were off doing other shit that you couldn't do. So then you kind of have to find other people to play with or just play by yourself. And, I mean, I had people, like, there were people that were in the guild and stuff and people I was friends with on the game, but I never actually played with them. I just liked playing group-wise with my real-life friends. And once I kind of didn't have any of them to play with anymore and I was just soloing everything, um, it kind of wasn't fun anymore. So, And then that was a factor, and then I realized that I was missing out on other important games uh, at the time. So I quit and hadn't looked back at all, and I was happy that I was playing other games, and um, the only reason I got back into it recently is because, uh, like, my girlfriend now is a is a gamer herself, so uh, she's off at um, grad school right now, so we don't get to see each other very much, but uh, we're always, like, trying to find stuff to do together, like, somehow spend time together, so we tend to play games online, and um, at first it was just casual stuff, like, Scrabble or uh, Yahoo Pool or something like that, just like stuff to like, just so we can like be doing something while talking. Right. Um, and then we even got into Puzzle Pirates, which is uh, <laughs> it's actually a fun game. But um, the only reason we were doing that was because uh, my that was when my video card had fried and we couldn't play anything too graphic intensive. But uh, then yeah, so recently I got the video card, and actually before I even got the video card, I was like, let's just see if WoW works because I wanted I wanted us to have like an actual game to play together. Um, it also doesn't help that she has a Mac, which made it hard to find cross-platform games. Um, but I was like, well, I know Mac's cross-platform or WoW's cross-platform, so uh, I got her to try that, and it worked. And wound up working on my computer without uh, without an actual video card. My computer has an onboard video card, but it's crap. So, uh, but I can definitely. Uh, praise WoW's scalability because it definitely ran on my computer without an actual good graphics card in it and I was happy about that whereas other games like Second Life wouldn't even run on my computer without a graphics card in it shit so, I thought that was supposed yeah. to be like be able to run like on a on a gestating baby computer what Second Life? yeah 
Yeah, I thought so too, but I guess I don't know. There's just so much shit in the, in their world that has to be like constantly like computated like a that flying I guess penis. It, <laughs> um, yes. Uh so I don't know, but either way, yeah, so while it worked and I got her to start trying it and uh she really liked it and so we had a game to play together, so I got back into it and like I said in my trial bite, we're juggling three characters now and we're both horribly addicted to it. Um as far as stories, I don't really have any majorly interesting stories. Uh, I have a lot of like random memories of WoW. Um, just things like uh, when I—it's mostly back when I f- was first playing it. Uh, things like when I—I I think it was in Stranglethorn Vale. I don't remember because when I first started playing it, you know, the world was brand new to me, and I was like, "This is a really nice, interesting world to explore." So I like just like randomly finding different things. So I think it was in Stranglethorn Vale. I found a set of steps. And I wound up going up them, and at the top was this huge fucking dragon. And, yeah, it totally killed me, but I was like, that was just an awesome, like, that's like an awesome memory. I don't even remember if that was the right zone. I just remember that happening. No, it's and, not the uh, right zone, but I know what you're talking about. Wait, what's that? I said, no, that's not the right zone, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Would well, you remember what zone it is? Uh, It could either be, well, what level were you? Like, I, I was, I, I remember I was rather low. Like, it was like, I, I mean, it was like, well, maybe, I guess not too low, because if, if I thought it was Stranglethorn Vale, that's like a 40 area. So okay. it was 40 or lower. Okay, because um, the only places I can think of right now that have the dragons were uh, those Feralus. Maybe, no, you see, it wasn't, one of the, it wasn't one of the Raid 4 dragons, though. It wasn't it one wasn't of those one... outside dragons? No, it wasn't one of those, like, the Nightmare Realm dragons or whatever they are. Yeah, it was but some... this was, it was like something else entirely. Came. Something else entirely, huh? Do I need to separate you two girls? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You might be talking about, like, wetlands. Like, that area in the back. When we're told that it's all covered with red dragons. Maybe that's it. No, it was definitely... Because this was a big green dragon on top of, like, a set of stairs. And it had a portal behind it, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, that's um, where the nightmare dragons are. That, well, what the hell? Before they came out, there was just placeholder dragons. Oh. Okay, then that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those places. I, I couldn't really tell you exactly where because... So those places don't even exist anymore then because the, the dragons are wandering around? No, no, no. The places still exist, but now they have 40-man raid dragons in front of them instead of just regular level 60 flying dragons flying around them. Okay. Yeah. Rawr, dragon! So you don't, even wanna, for... you don't even want to get close to that area now. You know what? Maybe it was in Feralis. Maybe it was. Anyway, yeah, so I remember that. That was pretty cool. And um, just things like that, like mostly exploration stuff and finding random things like that. But uh, I've rambled on long enough about WoW, and Austin's probably, like, going to shoot himself in the face, so we can (laughs) stop this discussion. (laughs) Wake up! Oh, yes, silent films work. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a question from uh, Supersonic97, the Agaz. Um... Talk about your WoW story. No, don't ask this again. Okay, no, his real question is, silent films were, for the most part of the 1920s and sometime prior to that, a flimsy, silly amalgamation of gags and funny faces. Not until quite a few later did films like City Lights, All Quiet, All Quiet, dude, it's All Quiet, buddy, All Quiet on the Rest in Front, and It's a Wonderful Life start popping up and molding films into an art form. Similar thing is occurring to the game industry. There is now an abundance of original, clever games going round and round the indie circuit, and their increase in number could be indicative of the industry shifting paradigms for the better with a few of these indie games, a la Braid, leaking out into the mainstream, pun intended. 
Nevertheless, I find myself severely disappointed in contemporary game criticism. Most critics disregarding the quality of their prose still go down the standard list of elements, gameplay autographics, and critique them individually. It took a little while to figure out the irritating intricacies of film criticism, but they've gotten it to a point now that if you want to take it up as a professional hobby, you'd first have to do your research and verse yourself in the art form. To do the same with game criticism, to figure out a system or set of laws through which we can critique a base game on its artistic merits, and not just its individual elements, is a task much more difficult to accomplish. A film is at its heart still a story. Games are games are games. They have stories, and maybe their gameplay can have stories inherent in them, but we need to figure out a manner in which to identify the validity of a game's gameplay and how it meshes, or should mesh, with the story and theme and presentation. My question is sort of vague, but here goes. How do we validate, and I think he has it in double quotes here, but it didn't come through in the email. How do we validate game criticism and have it so that a game critic can properly discuss the merits of a game's design? What sort of credentials or foreknowledge should a game critic have? I dream of the notion that one day people refer to game designers as the directors of a video game. Oh, how I dream. Uh... It this is a tough question, uh, and as someone who you know, as someone who's somewhat involved in the in, in the so-called profession, I uh, does anybody want to take a stab at it first while I try to gesticulate while I try to uh, you know have something uh, uh, gestate in my gut before I can say it. Pete, uh, <laughs> say you go. I'm actually trying to reread the question. Okay, while okay, you guys well, while you're trying to reread the question, I can say a little something. Yeah, so, so. Um, it's kind of weird to think about a game's design from a game designer standpoint and try and critique a game based on uh, the layers of design, like kind of the abstract way of taking it. Because, of course, there's the tangible, the straightforward oh, well, the game plays like this, and the game sounds like that, the game looks like this, which is essentially the standard way everybody's reviewing games now. But to be able to discuss a game in a way where you're talking about how the actual game's design has an impact on the player is mostly something that's reserved for like uh, developer circles, you know? It's not something that the public, I think, should be exposed to because they don't normally think at that level. Because essentially, when you're watching a movie, you are watching, you know, a, a story kind of flesh out with character development and all that stuff. And that's how film critics are able to easily review and critique movies because they basically discuss character development, which is what you see, uh, story progression, it, what you see, effects, and acting skill, which is everything that you simply see. When you're talking about a video game, if you're trying to discuss several elements of design that are beyond or that transcend general gameplay audio and graphics, uh, then you're kind of getting into... Like I said, things that like you would hear John Carmack talk about, or things that you'd hear uh, Gabe Newell talk about. Uh, in general, what we see when we play a game is, oh, this game is fun because I like the controls, or the graphics are pretty, or I like the music. Um, you know, I like the way I, I like the battle system, which is kind of taken like a baby step into the design realm, but. 
I don't know if there's any way that we would be able to critique games on a higher level and still maintain a, uh, what in the hell is that? Your Sorry. face. <laughs> uh, still maintain a connection with the standard consumer audience. Like the, you know, the people who are just like, should I buy this game? Uh, is it good? And they want like a three word answer to, is it good? Yes, it's mm. good. No, it's not. <laughs> right. Pete's ear itched. Um, I think yeah. a cock was rubbing up against it, right, Charlie? <laughs> He's not even there. <laughs> it's way over his head at this yeah. point. The cock? Petey? Did, oh, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't replying because I didn't want to interrupt Al's stream. Uh, stream <laughs> I wasn't so, saying anything. We were, we're just, just giving talking you about sh- cocks in your ear. <laughs> and over Wait, your head. were you finished whatever you were actually talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I was. Uh, I, I ended it with. I don't think that there's a way that we will be able to do that and still c- connect with the consumers. I I actually um. I actually kind of don't think that's a really a problem, the way I'm seeing it. Because when you read a lot of, not a lot, but when you read movie critics, uh, in general, like the more famous ones in the paper and 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 you see what Ebert has to say about stuff, the general public, the general movie going audience doesn't really give a shit about what Roger Ebert has to say about the Fast and the Furious because they get, they're get suckers for the cars and they're going to go see the movie anyways. Right. Um, and so the language that he speaks is not really for... I, I, I hate saying it's not for you. It's not really geared towards them, the majority of the audience, but those who, who really take their film seriously and those who go in with a mindset of, um, you know, I, I'm going to appreciate multiple layers of this film and... And, and, and the intricacies within and, and the subtleties as well as the obvious things and blah, 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 and not just, oh, my God, there's an explosion, <laughs> you know? So it's it's kind of for that segment, and, and I kind of equate that to the reviews, the, the more artsy reviews, and I, I don't want to say artsy as a negative, it's just, you know, versus, let's say, the reviews that come out of GameSpot, and I say this because I've, you know, I've been asked to write in a certain way, and this is that's how they write reviews at GameSpot, it's, which is more consumer reports, Versus, you know, Pete, you're familiar with this, with all the stuff that Sean Elliott's been saying about, like, you don't segment it off, you don't, you don't compartmentalize it, you, you, you know, you treat it as a whole, and you treat it as something that is artistic, and, and you critique it, you don't just consumer reports it. Um, right. and, and there's an audience for both, and I guess, Al, what you might be saying, which I do agree with, is that the, the so-called uh, in-depth audience for film is much larger and much... I guess they've much more embraced film as an art in terms of how many people there are who who, who feel that way about films mm-hmm. as opposed to that same segment in games. We're still kind of growing. We're still we, we still don't have nearly as large a force of people who will just walk into a movie theater and like they're they're educated and literate enough to, to understand the underpinnings of that movie. Whereas right. with games there's far less far fewer people. And before anybody throws anybody out in there in the audience saying, What games sell so much more the the dollar amount, blah 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 G- games are sixty bucks and movies are ten, so that's not even a factor. I'm let's realize that. But um I do agree that I, I do agree with his contention or his, his uh annoyance that the elements are, are continue to be critiqued ind- individually. Like, you, you kind of go down a review and you can almost see that they put, like, a heading over each paragraph. Sound, right. graphics. And just from a writerly standpoint, I, you know, I, I think it would be nice to kind of join them. 
but certain sites do it this way, and when I say certain sites, I mean I've been asked to do it this way for a reason, and that's because of the way that they chose to review games. Like like Al was saying, um, this is how it plays and why it works. This is what it looks like and why it works. This is how it controls and why it works. Wow. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting them all into a hole, because the people who come to certain sites want to know that. They want and to you know. you can find it. Like, you can just scroll down and be like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. Right, and it's easy to, it's easy to find. And, you know, th- there's something to be said for that. Um, and I still contend that you cannot have a proper review of a game without at least touching on these elements, no matter how artsy you want to get your, with your review. Because at the end of the day, this is not just a movie. A movie you sit there and you just watch. Right. A, 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 a game you actually have to participate in. And if there's... If there are too many obstacles that allow you to participate in it the way that you want to, then whatever part of the design or the intrinsic or the intricate layers or whatever behind it is meaningless if you're the type of person who needs to be able to play the damn thing. Right. Like, exactly. I, like, like me sitting through Dragon Quest Four. Like, I don't care how like whimsical and 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 pure and and, and clean cut and like interesting the story and the lo- and localization is because, frankly, the battle system is boring me to tears. And so it doesn't matter that, you know, oh, it's great for these things because for that customer, it doesn't work and it doesn't really matter. Um, there was another example of another game that I had, but, um, oh, Shadow of the Colossus. That, that one. Al, you play that one, right? You still no, have my copy? I, I bought a few. I thought I lent it to you, though. No, I asked you about it. Oh, okay. And, and Pete, you I played was playing um, Prince of Persia. Oh, okay. Pete. Yeah, I, you, I played it. You played it? And so, like, for some people, the fact that it gets so framey, like, there's so much to appreciate about it. I don't know, I mean, th- sure, there's room for disagreement, of course. Personally, I think there's a lot to appreciate about that game, and I really liked what it, you know, all the all the kind of storytelling aspects of it, and, and the way that they just conveyed everything, and the, the, the kind of tragedy involved and all that stuff. But the, 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 the pacing was horrible, and so I couldn't enjoy the story and everything else as I wanted to. I had to sit there and struggle with the controls, with the with the frame rate, um, with the unbalanced gameplay. Okay, now you got to go find this Colossus, but there's really nothing to kill. All you're doing is just riding the horse. Like a half Oh, look, a little bit of platforming riding the horse. Oh, now you get off your horse, now you climb, and then you just walk. Actually, you don't. men don't sound like that when they walk. Only horses do. That's besides the point. But, um... And actually, actually, if you you know see some movie reviews that talk about the cinematography and then and, and, and the acting, that's technically part of the consumer reports. Seeing that the cinematography cinematography is off is like saying that the graphics are shitty in a game. See, yeah, you know. So I mean, it's it's there. That stuff is there. So you can never take that out. And Super Sonic, I'm not saying that you said that, but I'm just saying that that's a popular complaint that follows what you were complaining about. So I, I don't think you can take that out. Um, and I, I, I think that credentials and foreknowledge is a, uh, nothing against you, but it's a little bit, a little bit pretentious. Uh, the credentials I think are, you know, being able to having having a, a, an eye into what you know, how to verbalize why a game works and then why it doesn't. Because by and large, you're not going to get a majority of games that refer to like literature or or like. That count as social commentary, like like Metal Gear Solid Four, the war economy, blah blah blah. You know, okay, so there's that, but not everything does that. Um, not everything is braid. Maybe you just want to play Tetris. I mean, blocks. 
Is that is that a metaphor <laughs> for like? Falling. Is it a metaphor for like overcrowding and and you know attrition of human life when it becomes overcrowded? I don't know, but you know, <laughs> but no, now it's it not. Is. <laughs> but you know what's funny? You know, th- this reminds me of um, these things that I used to read. Well, they still have them, but when you buy a music book that say you know a uh, tablature or a sheet music of an album. Mm-hmm. And they have these uh, high level reviews of the album that is being presented in the book, mm-hmm. and they discuss several, you know, quite a bit of how the album was created. Like if it's a really great album, um, they'll discuss all the things, all the little intricacies that make the album what it is, but. When I read it, it makes me feel like, you know, you guys really, really put too much thought into this. And these guys who actually wrote the music probably didn't think about, you know, right. like minors and constructing uh, things in like a fugue fashion or uh, the usage of certain things, point counterpoint. I mean, if it's classical music, yeah, they most likely did. But if it's like rock, heavy metal... Um, I highly doubt that they are thinking about that. They're just kind of like writing stuff and they're like, oh, this sounds good. Let's put this together. And then maybe there is a little bit of high-level music theory type of things. But if the guys, honestly, who made the album didn't graduate from uh, a music school or didn't even attend a music school, then I think that they're just kind of glorifying the music that they just wrote. And I read it all the time like for Metallica albums, and none of those guys you know, went to a music school. They were all self-taught. And I think that, like, kind of when you are discussing things like the meaning of Tetris as (laughs) tradition of human life, imagine somebody actually wrote that as a compliment, you know, saying this was the vision of Lexi Pashitnov, whatever. (laughs) You know, that that reminds me of that. Uh, I want to get to you, Pete. I want to see your thoughts on this. But before I do, just really quickly, I want to – I'm thinking about it, and I I feel like – when you put too much of an emphasis on credentials and foreknowledge, uh, past, past, like, A, being involved in the industry, and B, just kind of being able to articulate well and justify your opinions and, you know, basic, basic essay writing skills, when you get too far into that, the reviews become esoteric, and then the person who's reading them doesn't really understand them. And it's like when, like, it goes back to what I was saying about someone who wants to read an Ebert review and, you know... I'm not saying actually Ebert. I'm not actually saying that Ebert does this. But if someone were to go and read like a really a, a review that alludes to a lot of other things, then they're, they're like, I don't know what this means. So this review means nothing to me. I just want to know if this movie is kick-ass and why. And and that simple, that simplistic, I want to know if a movie is kick-ass and why, um, is is present even in the more intellectual people who watch movies. Like like everything that you want in a movie or a game or something or everything that you prefer and you'd like to see and you want to know if it if it kind of tickles that fancy is of is an over glorified criteria for does it kick ass period that's all it is and so when you complicate that way too much and make the reader have to go through hoops like oh what is he referring to this author about i've never heard about this author do i have to now go back and read about the author to understand what he's trying to say about the movie then it's it's useless for like 75% of the people out there so i mean i don't know pete um, all right, well, you guys kind of, like, hit on all the major stuff, so I'm going to just give a quick answer. Uh, as far, like, okay, I wanted to talk real quick, because you mentioned about the Shadow Colossus stuff, mm-hmm. and the things that bugged you about the game. 
um, like maybe not bugged you, but the things that you saw as possible shortcomings that may have detracted from your experience is, in my opinion, why I guess these kind of consumer reports are important. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. Because you kind of would want to know that stuff about the game if it's something that would possibly detract from your experience. You want to know if it has frame rate issues or camera control issues or something. Whereas... Like, you mentioned those things. When I play Shadow of the Colossus, because I'm such a story-oriented person, I did not notice those things one bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I never once felt that I was struggling with the camera. I never once saw any frame rate issues. They may have been there, but they just... I must have glossed right over them because I don't remember them at all. Your focus is Um, on something else. Just What's like that? I'm saying, I'm saying it's because your focus is on something else. Like, everybody has a different thing that they look for. Or, right. or different things that affect them, I should say. Right. Um, and I actually like the fact that there were no enemies to fight between the Colossus, that all you did was ride your horse out to the Colossus, because I felt it built up this, like, <clears throat> tension and, like, um, just the, uh, it, it felt like, it made it more epic to me. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so like that, but that's the kind of things like yeah, like I said, you need to know, and the only way to get to know them is through this consumer report style criti- criticisms we have. I mean, I guess you could; it doesn't need to be that way, but um, like you said about everything being co- compartmentalized and stuff, uh, it would be nice if things could be talked about in a way without having to separate everything. And it's true, like you said, when you when we see reviews, it almost seems like everything is sectioned off and like you could imagine those big headliners like, this is the sa- part where we're going to talk about sound. This is the part where mm-hmm. we're going to talk about graphics. And I myself am even guilty of that. Um, for the reviews, reviews I used to write, I kind of wrote that way, but that's only because that's the way I've seen things written. It kind of uh, propagates itself um, through new younger journalists coming up that you know, uh, if you want to make it as a games journalist and stuff, and you want to uh, like write for a certain site or magazine, you kind of have to adhere to their format so you get used to the way you see things written in that particular like venue or whatever, and then yep. you kind of write that way yourself. Um, but uh, there's also what was I going to say? Damn it! Um, Stuff. <laughs> yes, I get. <laughs> There was something else I was going to say. It was about... Uh, Porn. Oh, I was going to say that uh, you mentioned it yourself, too, um, about like movies being a passive experience. Uh, movies, books, music, that stuff is kind of more passive experience, so it's like easier for a critic of, that, of those mediums to just talk about the experience um, rather than have to like critique individual parts. I mean, it kind of... Even those kind of reviews and stuff, they do kind of talk about, like... Uh, music reviews, I guess, for example, you could um, review the experience of listening to a, to, the, to a CD as a whole, but you might also touch on certain songs or like the uh, like a singer's vocals or like certain guitar instrumental parts or something like that. Um, I mean, I don't know how music reviews are actually written because I don't read very many music reviews, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that that's the way it could be. Uh, but my point is that those things are more about the experience of just, yeah experiencing those mediums whereas once you introduce the uh aspect of interactability with video games Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of has to switch over to a consumer report because you are now like interacting with the thing that you are experiencing um so it's no different than kind of like a toy or something like that because i don't know if if, because you use it yeah you're using it so you want to know that the parts work um 
and I really don't know if there's any solution to it other than for the medium to age because uh, it's since it is still the youngest out of all these things and um, people are still trying to figure out stuff like how to how to go about these type of things uh, it's gonna probably take a while as mm-hmm. far as credentials and stuff go that's another thing is because the medium is so young um, there's no way to really say that anybody has a proper cred- credentials. There's not going to be anyone pompous enough yet to say, well, I've been, you know, e- like exploring and interacting and, you know, a part of this field for so long that I feel I am the, the definitive voice and I have the credentials and experience to do this stuff. Um, at, it's still at the point right now where anybody can write a game review and be taken seriously as long as they're a good writer. Um, it's probably a lot harder to like make a name for yourself as like a film critic or a like book critic or music critic because there are already well established people in those fields that you know are just respected whereas um and like their names are known whereas video games aside from people like me and Austin and you Al like who know the names of game journalists most people don't really think of it that way they just read a game review and it doesn't matter who it's coming from you know Right, or so, they write their own. Oh, this game is suck. It is yeah. doing this, that, and <laughs> it looked bad. I hate. <laughs> right, I guess the only way, the only credentials you need right now is being with a known, um, <clears throat> like, known uh, head. So, or you know, what I mean, like, like being right. like a known site or yeah, organization. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, the head. But um, yeah, I guess. Quang. That's it. Yeah, and just to just to cap it off, just to catapult off what you said, uh, it's like, it's, even if we're just young, like at a certain point, doesn't it become pretentious to say that you need to know a lot of things about a lot of things just to be able to to, art, to just to be able to say, you know what, I like this, and here's why. As long as you can articulate why you enjoyed something and 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 be reasonable about it, um, because. Like I said, going back to not everyone's going to know what you're talking about if, you know, yep. you, you go into that. And anybody who, 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 who goes in and says, oh, he's talking about cine- cinematography and he's telling me why this works, I've never really noticed that before and I never really cared about it before. But now that this reviewer is talking about it, I should care about it. No, you don't <laughs> care about really it. Know. You shouldn't have to care about it. Who gives a shit? If, if I go in there and I say that Shadow of the Colossus is, you know, uh, 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 refers to some, like, some poem like that was written by like a, a famous Japanese poet like years ago, and it, and it, and it really brings out the um, the emotions from that in a visual form, and it's all perple- but they don't like the fact that you know they they the rather frame rate sh- is chunky. The frame rate is chunky, chunky. You know why should they, or, or not even that, but if they don't um, really yeah, want more action, right? Or 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 if they don't really get that poetry stuff, like they're not. Let's say they're they, let's say they like the game. Okay. They like the game, but they're not moved by it as much as I would have been had the obstacles not be there, been there, like or or, or as as Pete was, you know. Mm-hmm. And not until after he reads about it that he decides I'm going to like it because of why he said it's good. Right. Then that's stupid. If I was moved by it, but I didn't quite understand why, and this reviewer helped me to put it into words. That is what I think is powerful about what a, what a critic can do for you. Not, 
oh, this cri- this famous critic said something and something and something, and you know what? That sounds cool. Now when I talk about this game to my friends, I can say this. I can say it too. Yeah, it's like, it's like fuck you, dude. You know, you don't need if you don't like, it, you don't like it, and don't you know? It's it, I don't know. Anyway, I'm stopping this because uh, we have news to talk about and sex, but we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. Uh, before we go on to the news, we are back from our break, by the way, which was uh, 12 hours long and involved many, many dinners. Um, mm. S- Supersonic had a second question um, in his email, and it was, can I kick it? Yes. Yes, that you can. always likes to kick shit. Because you spelled it this way, I've got to say no. Actually, no, I like, I like the kick. But yeah, I like the, the kick. The can just reminds me too much of... of, of you know, the end of Final Fantasy VIII and then Mortal Kombat. But anyways, okay. <laughs> so before I actually get onto the news proper, Al stumbled across, the, uh, across, upon, across this lovely little gem of a link. Um, but that... you have to first mention how, or maybe I should mention how we came upon this link. Okay. Um, yes. You want to go ahead and do it? <laughs> go ahead. Sure. Um, well, our good friend Austin over here was trying to find out that trailer or that video that has been on the internet for a short while Grand Theft Auto 4 Grand Theft Auto 4 Lost, the Lost in the Damn yep. DLC X episode X whatever anything uh, that included uh, a shot of male genitalia why I decided to look far and wide for it I have no idea because I have no interest in actually seeing the male genitalia <laughs> sure. on one screen but we'll I looked PT. at quite a few different websites trying to find that video, and essentially the game video's video was taken down because it was the only video of its kind, and the whole world pointed to it, so <laughs> the bandwidth went out of control. And what In my out. search, I came upon a forum that discussed um, you know, other traces of uh, Wang in video games, and... <laughs> Came up on this website uh, that not only had a reference to Rampage World Tour where uh, you see Digital Wang, oh my god, uh, it also mentioned some <laughs> other things that Austin will be glad to talk about. Yes, uh, so anybody who wants to follow along, I implore you, I, I plead with you, go to www.i-mockery.com. Again, that's I, the letter I hyphen mockery dot com slash mini mocks m i n i m o c k s slash sexual hyphen games. So that's sexual dash games slash one dot php. Or you could just go to Google and let's see sexual moments in video game history points right to that page. So just Google sexual moments in video game history. If you don't know how to spell sexual, I don't know what to say. So um, <laughs> let's see. So the first one is Ring King. Everybody knows about the Ring King blowjob in the oh, corner yeah. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and him winning. And there's pro wrestling, which any wrestling game you have will have room for that. I mean, there's this first screenshot of somebody trying to do a pile driver, and the first stage of a pile driver is getting their head in your crotch, and there you go. Um, Knights of the Round, okay, this is a somewhat famous one, but not enough people know about this. So the third one is Knights of the Round. There, there are tigers 
that leap at you in order to, um, you know, kill you and maybe eat you. When you hit the tiger and it flies back, if you pause it at the right moment and you look at the tiger, there's a big helping of balls. <laughs> awesome. Are you guys looking at this? Because if you're not I'm looking at it. Mad tiger balls. The, the, wow. Yeah, there's a shot of tiger balls. I mean, there's, oh, it's there's, the arcade game yeah. too. There's no franks, just the beans, but they're, you know, they're they're big pinto beans. So, <laughs> ghouls and ghosts. Obviously, you know, there's there's Arthur in his underwear when he climbs a ladder and he reaches the top. You know, he moons you. Okay, so that that's that's there. Bad Street Brawler. Okay, apparently has an animation where he is just kind of feeling up people who are on the ground. I don't quite understand this, but it, it it's really wow. <laughs> I'm pacing that 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 gif there. Okay, so he's feeling he like he, the the hand animation is going up and down, and he's feeling random people. Um, then there's baseball stars. When you hit a uh, baseball stars two, and actually I have this for for Wii on the virtual console, and I gotta check this out to see if this actually happens. When um when you lose when you strike out. Or 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 when uh what's it called when the when you hit a home run I guess I guess any big play you make um there's a shot of the crowd and in the shot of the crowd there's this woman in a tank top and really short shorts putting her right index finger out like number one but her left hand is between her thighs <laughs> very deep yeah yeah like <laughs> very deep. she's like yeah. What are you the, so excited about? Yeah, and there's a look of you know ecstasy on her face, it, and she's kicking the other guy in the face. I never noticed that. Let me see. Yeah, she is. The other guy's like, oh. <laughs> um, there is this old NES game Monster Party. Apparently, one of the enemies is like a, a, a naked pair of legs sticking out of the ground. So that's kind of disgusting. But you know, it, it, you can't really tell. Then there's Streets of Rage three. This is the one of the. This is one of the things that like have been famous around. Like I remember there was a Game Informer. Uh, there was a Game Informer spread. Not Game Informer, Game Fan spread before they died, um, of of the Streets of Rage three differences between the American and the uh, the Japanese version, and I think in the Japanese version, either in the Japanese version or in like a, a an alpha version, I can't remember. Blaze is wearing red clothing, mm-hmm. and they changed it to gray for the American version because they didn't want her to look like a prostitute. And I'm like, oh come on, give me a break. And then I saw the spread of the sprites. And in almost every attack that she has, like you can see, like where her where her pantyhose like come up to her thighs, and then like there's there there are a few uh, upskirt shots of you know her uh, her underwear, and I'm like that's kind of bad, you know if she were wearing red that would kind of have a weird connotation. And when she does her jump kick, like you could see her skirt floating in the wind and like the top of her you know her stockings and then like her underwear, and that that's all good. Mm-hmm. But then then there's Ash. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Ash, I'd like you, uh, Al. I'd like you to talk about. I almost called you Ash. I did call you Ash. Al, what? I'd like you to talk about Ash because you're the one who introduced me to this thing. Um, yeah, Ash uh, is kind of like a special <laughs> character in Street Rage Three, uh, or should I say, Bare Knuckle Three? Because it's not really on the American cart. I think it's on there, but it's locked away. And I think in the American game, you actually wind up fighting Shiva at this point, but. You will, in the Japanese game, fight Ash, who is a big, buff, homosexual fighter. He's got on, like, a leather vest, and he's got a leather bodysuit with a leather hat and uh, pantyhose or stockings and these big leather boots. And when he comes out to fight, they put on this, like, electronic music, like the gay electronic music. 
and it's so bad. And you, after you beat him, he like he kneels on the floor, he cries. Um, but he's got all these like really like homosexual looking moves, and he fights you. It's very gay looking. And and, and, and just in the outright, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But the no, fact but... that it's so parodied, I I, I wonder what kind of backlash the game would have gotten uh, if they had left it in. Oh, yeah. I I, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, moving on, River City Ransom, we all know about, you know, the ass shot in the in the, in the the shower when they go to the sauna. Um, yeah. There's Choaniki, which, you know, if anybody knows Choaniki, there's no explanation needed. I, and, in fact, I, this is it's so blatantly obvious that all you need to do is just go C-H-O-A- N I K I and yeah, I'm dad. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bother talking about this. And apparently, these guys have holes in their heads, and I think that's a euphemism for you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, Next. there's there, there's kung fu. You know, when all the all the guys in purple start like um, piling up behind you, and there's stuff. Oh, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot. <laughs> they have that's a funny. whole lot about Choniki. <laughs> yes, because th- that's the entire game. <laughs> and then I'm there's ra- to the next yeah. page. <laughs> Then there's a rampage thing that Al spoke of, you know, when when um when the rampage came back, um, when your guys died in the original rampage, like they just shrink to human form and just kind of cover their parts and walk away. In this, they don't cover them up. Lizzie apparently had a boob job, and you can see um uh, how to say Bush. Uh, and then the <laughs> Ralph and Nate, um, they pretty much show a healthy portion of Wang in the sprite. Like, you couldn't tell if you just kind of looked at it from far away, but upon uh, uh, upon closer inspection, these are loafers. Yes, th- it is It is a, you know, um, a tube just kind of dangling from the nether. It's there, and it's And disturbing. he looks down at it, and he's yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah, and of course, you know, in the intro scene, there's like a really busty nurse-looking lady in like a really short skirt, and you can almost see... Yeah, that's typical. That's not offensive. Yeah, I'm not 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 offensive. But it's just not there. Then there's Landstalker. Um, <laughs> it, it's they've just got some funny things. Like when I reviewed this for Gamespot, I came across a a, a piece of dialogue where a soldier was just like, "Hey, hey, can you spare me some money? Um, I'm kind of strapped for cash, and baby needs a new pair." That wasn't the end of what he was saying, but it just trailed off at pair, and I'm like, uh, and I put in the caption, "A pair of what? A pair of what?" When you press the button, it scrolls down and it says, "A pair of shoes." Okay, so that's whatever. But then when you when you talk to a chicken, it goes cock. Cock, and um, then there's this really phallic-looking mushroom monster. Um, it, it, it really, yeah. Uh, just mm. go to the site and look at it. I can't explain what it looks like. Um, next is there, there are 28 of these, by the way. Next, there's Dirty Challenger, which just by the name alone is already pretty dirty. But this is like a wrestling game, and same thing, wrestling game. And then there are furries here, which is kind of disturbing. Mm. Um, then there's a game called Kid Nikki Three. And there's an there's an enemy statue that pees at you. Except it's not like in God of War where it's kinda subtle and it's a statue. No, this statue is moving and it's thrusting you know, it's it's thrusting its pea shooter at you. And it's not pee that's coming out, it's some white cloudy substance. I shit you not. And it's wrong. Yeah. Um then there's toilet kids. I I don't even know what to say about this one. Uh they show a picture of a kid going to the bathroom and pulling wow. his pants down. Uh, this rings a power one. Okay, not it's not that obvious. Um, there there are a whole bunch of oh my god, there's a game called Pulirula. P U L I R U L A. One of the boss characters is um, a pair of legs in in thigh high stockings. Uh, the the left leg is coming out of one door, the right leg is coming out of another door. 
but in between them is a green door out of which a pink elephant comes. <laughs> um, yeah. Next. Next. Turtles uh, 2, the arcade game. Turtles 2, the arcade game. April O'Neil has surprisingly large kazongas. If you, <laughs> if you ever look at the sprite, I never she noticed does. this. She has really, they're as big as, each one is as big as her head. Wow, that's that's huge. That's pretty Gal- funny. Galgo 13, okay, he's in the room with a woman, and then he turns to the camera, and he kind of gives his grin. And then you see from afar the, the, the curtains being closed, which is kind mm-hmm. of insinuating something, but whatever. Okay, now here we come to Vendetta, and it looks like it's the return of Ash from Streets of Rage 3. Oh, goodness, yeah. In a different outfit, but he's there. He's got, like, chaps and, 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 and the policeman hat on. He's got no shirt on. He has suspenders. So there, there's that. And it's only in Japan. Yeah. And then there's Mike Tyson's punch out. You've got Super Macho Man's boobs, and you know then the the person who runs this site slowed down the boobage, <laughs> which makes which makes for a really funny animation. And then Mo- Mortal Kombat three, he tries to he tries to say that Mortal Kombat three, you know, the animalities they all go for your crotch, and this is true. But then they then they took a screenshot of one of Shang Tsung's animations, and I swear he looks like Ash from Streets of Rage three. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and the caption is "Yoo-hoo." Um. What's it called? Uh, Secret of Mana here. There's nothing really that I can see except for them uh, opening up, him opening up a book to a, a pornographic page. Like, there's a naked woman with a heart coming out of her ass. Mm-hmm. Um, she farted. Then there's Battletoads. Yeah, he's punching some dude in the crotch, and, you know, one of the Battletoads is is, uh, is pelvic thrusting. That's a Battletoad. You expect him to do that. There's Go-Go Ackman 3 with another guy who looks kind of like Ash from Streets of Rage 3, and this time he has wings. Hmm. Angel wings. Yeah, and um, he's kind of got that look of that that uh, chef guy from uh, from uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Wright, Wright, which I am ash- I I'm really upset that it's not in here. Uh, I think this is, this is like old game. Ah, uh, but there's Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball with uh, uh, the actually thrusting. more about volleyball, just showing yeah, Dead or yeah. Alive. Yeah, uh, volleyball, and actually I reviewed volleyball for Virtual Console for Gamespot, and I made a comment about them thrusting the ball, uh, <laughs> and it's in here in full force. And then there's uh. <laughs> There's Gourmet Sentai Bara Yaro. Um, and there's plenty of phallic stuff here. Um, there's a robotic tiger that shows balls and, and, and the third ball, which is presumably the cross-section of a... You know, I'm not even going to try. Uh, yeah. The next one is Power Instinct 2. And there's this character called Kinta Kokuin. And, oh my god, there are plenty of cheek shots. And then there's like a, a blatant ball Frank shot when he gets knocked back. Kind of like the tiger in, <laughs> in Knights of the Round, except you now this time you get to see the the lotion bottle coming out. Um, and that's the last one. <laughs> lotion bottle. Let's move on to Al's Mario and Luigi knockout, Ken and Ryu and Japanese sales article, because I've, I've had enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Real quick, sum it up, and why are we amazed? Because it is amazing. Oh, well, they all, they both came out the same week. And uh, in Japan. In Japan, Mario RPG three sold. Uh, let's see, one hundred ninety three thousand. Number one, number two is Street Fighter four PS three eighty six thousand. Quite a difference. It's a lot. Even when you put together the three sixty version, I think it's uh it, the the total for the three sixty and the PS three version of Street Fighter three four is one hundred and twenty four copies versus one hundred ninety three. Yeah. It's, it's it. you see it seems surprising at first because you think like oh Street Fighter Japan Street Fighter Japan Street Fighter, but I have the feeling that there's still that arcade culture there and they'd rather go play it in the arcades. 
True, and they probably and the, would rather yeah. not buy a stick for their cramped ass yeah. homes. Yeah, and the fact that like there are five DSs for every man, woman, and child on Earth. Mm-hmm. And so like likes Mario everybody Luigi. has a Diaz there. So there's that. Especially RPG um, three with three yeah. exclamation points at the end. Oh my god, this is an awesome segue. Speaking of the DS, um, we got news for uh, the DSi. It's gonna hit um, America on April fifth for one hundred and seventy dollars, which isn't bad considering that we thought it was gonna be one hundred and eighty. When you mm-hmm. convert the um, the yen over, and then now when you, actually no, when you convert the yen over now, it's two hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> um, so we're still kind of getting it for a deal. What I want to know is why they're deciding to release in America the black version, which I'll get, and a mylanta looking blue version. Have you guys <laughs> seen it? Yes. Yeah. It looks like, uh, it looks yeah. like mylanta. And I am annoyed because I would have bought the white version because right. I like the white DS Lite. That's racist. I, I would have bought the red one. I would have bought the black one, but it's kind of old DS fat still because it's red. The one that came with Mario Kart or yeah. the original? The one oh, that yeah, the Mario one that, that color red is cool too. I like that color red. Yeah, that's why I still use it. It was good. Um, and then here we go with uh, John Riccatello saying that the recession is a blessing for the game business. I want to take a look at what he's saying. He says, a lot of the riffraff is going to go bankrupt. He says... Riccatello said that while big players like EA will be able to ride out the, the recession, others will not, which will help to keep junk off the shelves. Hmm. Interesting. Riccatello began his just by noting that EA, which re- recently cut 11% of its workforce, had gotten too fat. But Riccatello cautioned the audience of the game industry execs against simply cutting headcounts, closing facilities, and reducing risk. That's a recipe that you follow at your peril. Riccatello said that at EA, the company cut positions from senior executives all the way down the line rather than just cutting out the bottom of the organization. He said that EA and Slimming Down attempted to become stronger and leaner, not just smaller. Start by deciding what's important. Invest heavily in just those programs and cut the rest to dead space for we. Riccatello said that EA is attempting to change its processes to better adapt to a business that now caters to a much broader demographic. We were a company that made multi-million dollar console games, Marvel Nemesis, and that's just what we did. We brought those same skills into a world where the platforms are fundamentally different. We found that in 2008, we were, we were a square peg in a round hole, <coughs> Madden 30 frames a second PS3, and we needed to shave the edges off. That had nothing to do with anything. I just said I had to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, though I wonder if what he says also applies to the good indie developers out there that are struggling to make it, like the guys behind World of Goo who filed for like bankruptcy or something. Yeah, because they're not making much money off of their PC game. And then they just released it for Mac. Let's see. No, was it Mac or Linux? One of the two. I think Some. Linux. World of Goo publisher files for bankruptcy. Uh, d- 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 that's just sad. You know? Very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, anything to say? No. No. Moving on to more bad news, and this is part of the layoff report. Artists and engineers lose jobs at Rare. Banjo Kazoo creator Rare has cut around 12, pos- oh, 12 positions. That's not that bad. No. It's, it's, anything is bad. But cut around 12 positions in both its art and engineering departments. Actually. Before I move on to the next one and talk about the, and keep talking about this one, uh, I, I'd like to mention that Pete called it. Um, he basically said that he thought the recession might be good and that it would uh, make uh, make kind of like the junk go away. So like, yeah, that that sentiment is definitely echoed by Riccatello. I still don't. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, I still I still have a problem with the sentiment that like oh uh, like the positive putting a positive spin on a tragedy. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's just that I don't yeah. like that whole like oh yeah we will be leaner. I'm like yeah, and people are out of a job, which sucks. But um. So there are 12 more who just got cut from Rare. Um, let's see. Damn. 
game. That games, does suck because I like Rare. Dude. Games industry claims that the company is reducing the number of project leads and requesting and requests that current employees reapply for other positions within the firm. <laughs> yeah, that, That's that, so fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But hey, I, I just want to yeah. make a, a segue. Gabe Newell's big dude. Gabe Newell's large. He is sexy. Gabe Newell's large, he's and not in the way that 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 pounds. girls want. And I'm, but, um, I'm not even. I'm not trying to make fun of him. Just this picture of him. It's like you could really see. Yeah. That um. Dude's big. But uh, this is this is a a topic that I think definitely resonates with all of us, and definitely Pete Newell, who you know, despite his girth, is 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 borderline genius there. Um. Mm-hmm. Next console war to be decided by Steam-like services. I agree. Yes. Um, he says that uh, consoles will succeed or fail to the degree to which they enable better customer-publisher relationships. It's a critical background battleground among the various console holders. Um, it, it, he says, basically, to sum it up, victory will go to the hardware firm, and this is not a direct quote from him, but from the news article by Chris Kohler, Victory will go to the hardware firm that helps connect software publishers with their customers. Um, because they're... Uh, well, let's, let, let's, let, let's think carefully about this, though. Because the audience for the Wii... I don't know... I really don't know how much they care about this. I really don't. As much yeah. as we'd like to think that they do, they probably don't. As long as they have their balance board and it doesn't break, I guess they'll be okay with it. I think that if we limit it to PS3 versus Xbox 360, as everybody's been doing nowadays, because it's the hot thing to do, kind of like drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 then yes, definitely. I mean, a lot of, um, I think a lot of uh, uh, the debate over uh, PS3 versus 360s online is not just like oh, pay versus free or centralized system versus non-centralized, but, but also like the content of their DLC. Hugely, because like you got some people saying, no, 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 the PS3, you know, they've got some more innovative stuff. They've got pixel junk stuff. They've got like, um, right now, what do they have? Noby Noby Boy. Is Noby Boy, Noby Boy on 360? No, right? Just PS3. That's PS3. Yeah. Okay, they just got these different things. While well, well, Xbox 360 is just going back and remaking old arcade stuff. Mm-hmm. At some point, that content is probably going to give. I mean, you've got the big hitters like Bayonetta Commander Rearmed on both. You got Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Too long of a name for me to pronounce on both. Um, but it's, I, I guess they're going to they're gonna decide where to distribute, the third parties at least, based on how easy it is to get to their customers. And like Steam versus Games for Windows. Have either of you used Games for Windows Live? Nope. Like I tried to use it, and it's, it's, it's horrendous. Like I, I had it on Gears of War, and it's just, you know, I, it, basically it needs to be Steam. Sits in the background just like Xbox Live. Sits there. You could see what your friends are doing. You could buy shit directly through there. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know how. Do, I want to. This is. I don't think this is a very surprising or shocking thing. I want to ask what you guys think about the Wii part of it because I, I am not convinced that it will matter for Wii. I don't think so either. Um, I mean, you've kind of got a little bit of uh, this kind of Steamish kind of service with the WiiWare and the Virtual Console, but for it to escalate to full games, um, not too sure. I mean, basically, if Nintendo provides a storage medium where we don't have to worry about space and developers can produce larger games, uh, 
it could have an impact if the games are good. It could lead to a whole bunch of junk being on Wii, uh, Wii Shop Channel. You know, that kind of thing. See, uh, like, for me, I think the bigger thing is the... Uh, that's definitely true. But for me, the bigger thing is the audience, and, like, the audience just not caring, and they won't care, even if you right. put that stuff on there. And what worries me is that because they probably won't care, Nintendo won't put forth the effort to do it. You notice how Virtual Console has become really shitty lately? True. And they've it's, been putting a lot more focus on uh, WiiWare. And, and shitty WiiWare. And it's True. like... Like, cause no one. It's not we wear no, that we want, but I'm guessing it's we wear that still sells. Wee wee wah wah wee wah. But it's like, yeah, it's like like because most of the people don't care, we don't get what we want. Except right. I, I know you wanted that sandcastle game, so maybe you get what you want. I don't know. I didn't buy it. Okay, Pete. Uh, you want my opinion on deep the Wii th- thing? Deep thoughts. Anything, uh, anything with this topic. Well, yeah, like you said, for the Wii, it doesn't matter because the audience isn't going to care. The people that are causing the Wii to make tons of money are not the type of people who care about downloading a game or care about, you know, like, friends lists and stuff like that. The, like, the majority of the Wii's uh, user base is just the kind that'll go out and, you know, possibly pick up one game, you know, every, like, probably four to six months. Um, so that's not going to matter for them. Uh, but if Nintendo ever runs into the situation where their mainstream audience has moved on to something else and no longer cares about them and they need to go back to the hardcore, they will need something. Right. So Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah. And yeah, like as for PS3 and 360, like my, I, I've already gotten to the point where I'm really tired of, personally I'm tired of buying retail copies and like that if if in the next generation I can only afford one system off the bat, I will choose, if they both come out at the same time, I will choose the one that has the better like, digital distribution. Dig- yeah, like d- digital distribution. That's such a hard as... phrase to say. Digital, digital, digital. <laughs> um, and as well as like, I mean, see, the thing is that I still like Xbox Live better in terms of its, you know, friend. Well, actually, no, I don't know if I like the friends list because I've, I've never, I haven't tried the new Xbox experience, ah. so I don't know what that's like. But I mean, the way Xbox Live used to be, I definitely thought it was better than PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, home. Yeah, home is just a waste. Um. <laughs> Garnet Lee made a really uh, funny comment about like how with all with the recession and all the foreclosures, he was hoping that home would be the next one. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Um, he likes his tequila. <laughs> I bought him a shot. He was wasted Did already. You? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely for hardcore gamers. I think it's definitely going to be a matter of who has the better digital digital setup. <laughs> but right. anyway, uh, we can move on because I know. Al's gotta go. It has to leave at one thirty, and it's one thirty-two. But what I'm more interested in actually is this thing that's coming up. Quake Live enters beta, op- open beta, February twenty-fourth. I mean, we've already spoken about this, but for anybody who doesn't know, Quake Live is basically Quake Three running completely in a browser. Mm-hmm. And Word. I think that is awesome. Like, yeah. among the whole digital distribution thing, digital distribution thing. Jeez. Digital, <laughs> distribution, digital, like this is this could I, I really want this to be the future of digital distro where you don't even have to store shit. Not okay. Let me rephrase. I want this to be a very viable, prominent option because I don't. I still don't like the idea that publishers will control all of your content on their server. But mm-hmm. if it's an option that I don't have to download something, or if I run out of space and they're like, "Hey, I want to play Quake, but I can't download it." Oh, just play it in the browser. Awesome. Imagine in the future when. Browsers, when mobile browsers are powerful enough to 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 get to this, and then 
like basically you've got kind of a very portable and when I say portable I don't just I don't just mean you can take it with you on the subway but portable as in you can port it to multiple platforms without having a hassle because you're really only porting it to the browser platform and a browser mm-hmm. is ubiquitous mm-hmm. um which is awesome to me um any thoughts on this one before I move on to this awesome gem I I'm excited try to it. try it out What'd you say Al same thing he said okay <laughs> Moving on to something completely different. The Street Fighter movie has been withheld from critics. The one with Kristen Kruk as Chun-Li, even though she doesn't look a bit Chinese, even though she's half Chinese, but she doesn't look like it. Um, looks so bad. You know, I actually did not think this movie was coming out in America. I really? thought it was just coming out in Japan and, like, Korea and whatnot. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw the ad. Um, I think it was I was watching the first episode in uh, Conan Chronicles, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, Street Fighter movie, blah, 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 Street Fighter, Legend Chun Li, February 27th. I said, What? It's coming out here? Oh my god. It's like, No, no please, no. No. Um, see, here, I want to play. Uh, I, I think we should, I think we owe it to ourselves. You know what? No. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We should not be spending money on Street Fighter movies that are not animated. In fact, anything but the original Street Fighter, because I heard Street Fighter Alpha sucked, the animated one. Mm. We should not be spending money, but, but, listeners out there, I challenge you, um, give me feedback on this, I will set up a PayPal button for you to donate to us money for movie tickets (laughs) to go see Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li and then money to go rent the Street Fighter movie, the original one with Raul Julia, which I never saw except for five-minute clips, which I oh, thought were terrible. No. I could probably get that from Netflix. Donate. See. Right, but they have to pay you back for actually spending the time to do it. So if awesome. you if you, if if you you are willing to donate to our cause to go see these two movies so we can see which one is actually better, because I'm betting that as bad as the original one was, this will actually be even worse. Or maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, and the person who PayPal's the most... To us, we'll, I guess, win one of my games. Uh, this is just this brainstorming, not final. I'm just saying you give us feedback, you let us know. Would you be willing mm-hmm. to do it? Austin uh, now sounds like he's begging for money. <laughs> I got cash. I just don't want to spend my own money to watch these movies. Uh, I was going to say, people don't need to donate me anything. I'll, I'll waste my money. No, 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 no. Pete, Pete, is, Pete, is, uh, Pete is part of the surrogate family. Uh, he, uh, he doesn't have to pay for this. He will not pay for this. You, you will donate to him as well. Um, and it looks like there is a, a, a pile of sperm coming out of Kristen Crick's head on this poster. It, it does. It, it well, makes no I, sense. I have to mention one thing real quick. You can save the uh, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li on Netflix for when it comes out on DVD. And all it is, the only picture of it, you know how they show the movie box or whatever? Yeah. It's just yeah. a picture of Kristen Crick. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> they do have Street Fighter Alpha on Instant and the sequel. Uh. Oh. And the uh, the John Claude Van Damme Street Fighter is on DVD. Oh. I'm going Blu-ray to kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard that the next Bison wannabe is gonna fail it. God, that was an actual line. Um, oh yeah, go to GiantBomb.com and watch Tang when Ryan Davis looks at the Street Fighter movie. He also looks at the the Double Dragon movie, and they're both terrible. But it's great to watch him watch it. Well, anyway, Pete... going to be worse than uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie that's coming out. Oh, jeez, no. Oh. All right, Al, you do have to go, but Pete does have two stories he wants to mention really quick. But he doesn't Yeah, real quick, really quick. real quick, I just want to say that uh, uh, EA announced that American McGee is going to be doing another Alice. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. I, I want that. 
I want that. I like the original Alice, but go ahead. Yes, I love the original Alice. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, Kaiji Inafune uh, mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, Dead Rising 2 will still have, even though it's being developed more with a like Western aesthetic, it's going. To, it's being developed by a Western studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still going to retain its Japanese like heritage and roots and gameplay, which is good news as long as it gets rid of the crazy save, save system. system. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's still great news. Because I love Dead Rising, and I didn't want Dead Rising 2 to be much different since it's by a different studio. Right. Mm-hmm. Al, so, where do you play guitar? I play guitar at xlm2k.blogspot.com. And what should people guitar do? There, but I was going to say, you're Stuff lying. of me playing guitar is available there. And if what should people do? If anyone to visit and leave goddamn comments. Leave comments, or otherwise you're useless. The person who leaves the most comments from here until May wins a game from me. There you go. Austin's just trying to clear out his game collection. <laughs> yes. Pete, where are you on the web? Uh, just right now, just Facebook. Uh, Pete Vellucci Jr. V E L L U C C I uh, Jr. Um, yeah, like I mentioned in one of my trilobites, that Al, you totally fucked me up for Twitter. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I I did recall that. I'm sorry, but ha. It's okay. <laughs> I I must have missed that part. What happened? I just, uh, I told Al, him to uh, justify his Twitter. Yeah, and then, oh. And then, oh yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in and his then I stopped bite. tweeting. So now you don't feel justified anymore. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Um, so that you can find Pete on Facebook. Uh, two L's, two C's. That's Pete Vellucci. He's the second one on Earth, so it's Junior. Um, and you can uh find his Twitter, even though it's inactive. Where R Y V V N? Yeah. Twitter.com slash RYVVN. Leave him all these random messages because he doesn't update anymore. Um, <laughs> you can find my Twitter at Twitter.com slash Mr. Chupon, M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N, not zero as my, you know, as some of my other things are. M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N. And yes, I do Twitter. I don't call it tweeting. I just Twitter from... They from, call it twit. They call it twit. They call wait, it twitting? Wait, wait. No, I'm, I'm going to go back tweets. to that buy.com thing. People say tweet, but I think that sounds kind of lame, so... <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, because hold on. When, I went to, when I went to my uh, thing with the hard drive on it, let's see, it says, twit this. Twit this. <laughs> they're one letter away from, from uh, they're one letter away from vulgarity. Um, okay, so next week we, we're going to have a little, uh, we're going to have a little, I guess, discussion of strategy versus tactics in real-time strategy games, I guess, I don't know. Just yeah, people should totally email in and tell us what they think the difference is yes. and yeah. stuff like that. How do you distinguish between strategy and tactics in, in real-time strategy slash tactics or turn-based strategy ta- slash tactics games or blah, blah? What is, what games does, with war. What do strategy and tactics mean to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're done here. Uh, remember, the contest deadline for the Dissidia Potion is next week. That's February 28th at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 500 word max essay on the potion. Uh, I will have. I will confirm it again in the, in the subsequent trilobites and mail us your thoughts on what strategy versus tactics and all that stuff. Uh, and if you can't discern the difference, say so and ask. Um, and yes, but. Until our trilobites, I have been your host, Mr. Chupon, here with Al. Yep. Me. And Pete. I'm going to go play with my nobby nobby boy. And Pete's <laughs> going to go have cock rub against his ears. We're out. Oh, good for you. And how was it? it is the boy.
fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Like this in the background.